Hey, thanks for checking out the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. Game one is in the books, and Ticats fans are an angry bunch after a lopsided loss in Regina. The Fifth Quarter Podcast starts now. We've been talking Tiger Cats football for over 50 years. Welcome to the Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter. It is powered by Eastgate Ford, and it's on 900 CHML, 900CHML.com, and CHML's Facebook page. Final score in Regina, the Saskatchewan Roughriders beat down the Hamilton Tiger Cats 30-13 with, well, an impressive performance by both defenses. I'll say a full game effort by the Saskatchewan Roughriders D. Hamilton's D came to play, ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. 30-13 to the final for the Riders. The Tiger Cats opened up the season with a big L in the loss column. They've now lost six straight in Regina. We're going to take your calls, your tweets, your emails, and your Facebook Live messages here for the next hour, right here on 900 CHML. Uh, I'll start, and then we'll get to the phones, because Dave, Dave, and Dave, yes, our, our usual three Daves are on the line, but I'm going to give you a good, a bad, and an ugly, and I'm sure... The three Daves have some things to say as well. The good, Ticats defense, I thought, was the star of the show, at least in terms of Hamilton's performance. They kept this team in the game, especially in the first half, where the Ticats' first two possessions was fumble, interception, and it was only 3 to nothing. Check mark for the D. I thought they flexed their muscles, especially in the first half, if not the first three quarters. The bad... A lot of empty seats at Mosaic Stadium. This is the season opening game. This is against the two-time defending Eastern Division champs. And Saskatchewan fans, uh-oh, that's not a good look for game number one. The ugly, there was a lot of ugly tonight. Ticats offense looked horrid. Aside from the 71-yard touchdown, Dane Evans to Steve Dunbar Jr., this was an awful performance. Fumble interception, as I mentioned, on the first two possessions. Five turnovers. They allowed eight sacks. They punted the ball nine times. Ouch. That was bad. All right, let's hear from you now at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. You can email rick at 900chml.com. A flood of emails already come in. You can tweet at us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Also live on CHML's Facebook page. Off the hop, let's go to Dave in Stony Creek. Dave, good evening. How are you? Oh, is it Dave? You're Dave. You're in Stony oh, Creek, right? I made it number one. Oh, I thought I, oh wow. I, I, I thought I was number three, Dave. Yeah. Listen, uh, yeah, very disappointing. Uh, what can you say? It was a blowout of the offense, and I agree with you 100%. The defense uh, kept the game so it wasn't a blowout. The score actually flattered the Ticats, really, you know. Um, the offensive line's a big, big concern again this year. They had two things to worry about with the kicking game and the offensive line. I'm not sure about either. I know the offensive line is uh, definitely uh, not good enough right now. And uh, it was just a it was a horrid game for the offense, no doubt about it. And the play calling was head-scratching at times, too. 
Well, not only was the offensive line bad tonight, they also lost Saxlid to what looks like a bad injury. Um, and he had just replaced Vorncall at left tackle, and it didn't get any better. No. Um, yeah, well, it's just frustrating. You know, I, it's always hard to win in Saskatchewan, but uh, we certainly, uh, we, we, you know, we didn't do ourselves any favor out there. You know, the, off, the defense, yeah, they ran out of gas. They were on the field too much, 100%. I don't have any problems with the defense. They're going to be fine. Uh, they're going to be stellar this year. But um, the offensive line, to me, is my huge concern, and and I'm still a little concerned about the kicking game. But some of the some of the plays when it was third and one or third and two, and they pushed the, some of the plays they they called was uh, uh, concerning to me. Anyways, who's your uh, player of the game tonight, Dave? I want to give it to the whole defense. I mean, you know, I I can't pick out a player really. At, you know, the defense as a unit played great. Um, you know, that's that's about it. Hopefully, we'll. Fix it up. Maybe, uh, you know, I don't know about the offensive line. It's, it's a worrisome, but go Cats, and uh, hopefully uh, things will turn around. But, yeah, the whole defense tonight for sure. All right, good stuff, Dave. Thanks a lot, and enjoy the weekend. Thank you, Rick. That is Dave in Stony Creek. To the top of the deck we go, and it's Dave in Grimsby. Good evening, Dave. How are you? Hey, Rick. How's it going? I just want to let you know how, how awesome it is to call into you every week. I appreciate that. Thank you, Dave. I'm going to start with the positive. I'm going to go with my player of the game right away, and it's the Ticats defense. The Ticats defense gave the offense enough time to figure it out to get back in this game. And you know what? They didn't. Okay? And you know what? I called in last week, and I was I was a little mad that Steinauer didn't play the first-string offense in the preseason game last week, and this is exactly why. Because you know what? They got rid of Ackland. They got rid of Banks. It's a whole new, you know, there's new offensive linemen in there like Saxwood. You know, you got to give the, the team time to gel together. And I told you last week that the offense was going to be Stone Cold, Steve Austin, cold. You did. And they were. It is exactly what I said. But you know what? I would love to see what the callers are like tonight about Dane Evans because the last two, three years – the callers have been absolutely brutal on Jeremiah Mazzoli. And he threw for 380 yards last night, and they still lost. But the callers have been brutal on Mazzoli. What about Evans tonight? And you know what? I'm going to tell you, both ways, it doesn't matter because the real problem with this team is the offensive coordinator. He has had, what, five out of the last six or six of the last seven seasons? And he still hasn't figured it out. He's riding on the coattails of one fantastic season by Caleros. And this offense, they had four second and shorts tonight where they went with two handoffs, second, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, one sweep that was five to six yards behind the line of scrimmage, and then Evans running starting four to five yards behind the line of scrimmage. You're not going to win that way. You got a second and short. You pound it forward with a running back or a quarterback under the center. I, d- I just don't understand. This offensive coordinator has always been with these slow developing plays. Evans is back there running for his life because no one's open. It's just brutal. The offensive coordinator needs to go. He's had enough time. It's time for some new blood. I didn't think I'd be I'd be hearing that after game number one, but it's certainly not a new item on the agenda, that is for sure. Absolutely not, Rick. It's been talked about for years. 
And it's always like this. You got a, a dynamic player like Don Jackson, okay, and he gets a couple handoffs in the first and second quarter where he's just completely stuck. He's not a power runner. They're not doing any flares, any any going out to the right or the left, any you know him going out of the backfield to go run a catch. He's a dynamic player. You got to get him the ball. What is this offensive coordinator doing? Well, Don Jackson had five carries for one yard tonight. Exactly. And, and two catches for 19 yards. It's, a, it's not good enough. You know, the offensive coordinator knows that Saskatchewan has one of the top two defenses in the league, and the other one is Hamilton. And they showed it tonight. They kept that game close for the whole game. And the offense couldn't figure it out. What is this offensive coordinator doing? He knows that his best defense in the league. There's no quick slant, no runs across, you know, no outlets for Evans to throw it to. When when those slow developing plays that Condell loves, he always had back in the days of Ken Austin. He loved these slow developing plays, and it shows it works on the Dunbar big catch. But that's once a game. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that that was all that was all a timing throw too, right? Yeah, like I he, mean, I don't, I don't get what the offense is trying to do. Evans is running for the life. Everybody's blaming the offensive line. What do you want the offensive line to do? It's all slow developing plays. They're waiting for the perfect set of circumstances for someone to be open. Give me some quick slants. Give me some runs across the middle. Give Evans an outlet to throw it to. There's nothing there. He's running for his life. You can't blame the offensive line. Yeah, Dave, appreciate the call. I love your points, and I love the passion. Have a great weekend. Cheers. That is Dave in Grimsby, quite adamant that the Ticats have to make a change already at offensive coordinator. And again, not a new issue. We've heard about this in past years. It's been brought up from time to time. Even after scoring only 13 points tonight, I didn't think I'd hear for Tommy Condell's head to roll already. Dave in Burlington has been waiting patiently on the line. Dave, what say you? Your thoughts on tonight's game? Hey, Rick, how are you tonight? I'm okay. How about you? Just a few few quick comments. I thought uh, uh, Dane Evans had the happy feet tonight. Um, I know he's under some pressure, but when you watched uh, Fergardo play the game, moving to the left, moving to the right in the pocket with much more pocket presence and being able to scramble. And I know we didn't have any sacks, but we had our chances. It's just that uh, Fergardo would escape our our pass rush. I thought, really, I mean, a couple couple comments. Um Again, I go back to some of their choices to start tonight. You know, I mean, when you look at the Saskatchewan receivers, they have a lot of size there, and they can go up and make plays. Uh, Dressing Pappy White, don't really agree with that. I mean, I thought Anthony Johnson and Emmanuel Butler had really good training camps, and they're like 6'2 and 6'4, which would have helped. A little bit worried about the offensive line again. A lot of injuries, a lot of injuries up there. And my my only real comment about the coaching and and I mean I'm not going to sit there and start saying we got to fire the offensive coordinator but when it's second and one and you're playing on the road you've got to just line up with your short yardage offense and get the first down and I just I agree with the last caller I mean those three or four times when we could have got first downs give ourselves a little bit momentum in the game and he's handing the ball off seven yards in the backfield I mean you know, I always say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I just think that was really bad coaching, actually, on that aspect. And defense played really well. Special teams played really well. And, 
you know, people have to remember starting on the road in Saskatchewan on the first game of the season after a two-week training camp, you can't expect too much. It's a tough place to play. It is a tough place to play, and I do get your point. Two points I want to jump on that you made mention of. Dane's happy feet. I thought he was a little jittery in the pocket, Very especially, so. yeah, especially when the play so. broke down. Yeah. I thought, okay, is he panicking? Is he trying to do too much? The other thing that I want to mention, too, is I thought they'd have a much simpler game plan. You know, Dave and Grimsby thought, you know, screens, crossing routes, throw in, you know, some hitch screens, uh, some slants, and it was... it, it Whether it didn't materialize, I'd love to see the game film just to break it on down a little further on what Saskatchewan was doing, but it seemed a little too complicated you know the only honest comment i'll make and i think as a cfl fan if you really i'm going back in the day in the 80s and 90s they used to have like four preseason games and you know one of the downsides of the cfl is really you really can't expect too much of the offenses as far as as this because i mean there's really there's no training camp you know i mean people ask why don't you do this why don't you do that well you've only had two weeks to be together you know, unless you've got all the exact same players coming back and, and coaches, it, it's sort of tough that way. But, uh, you know, when you watch Fajardo, and the other thing I'll make is he took some hellacious hits to make some passes, which takes a lot of courage. And I didn't see that at Dane Evans tonight. I, I just didn't. To me, he, I, I'm not knocking him, and I think it was the right choice to sign him, but I thought he played quite scared tonight, to be honest with you. Yeah, I got that same feeling, and who knows what it is. Uh, whether he thinks that you know he's the only guy now, even though Matthew Schultz has some years in this league, yeah. you know if Dane gets hurt, I mean that's almost unrecoverable. Well, I said to some people I know who are big Tiger Cat fans, you know, it's not throwing in the towel, but I don't even know really if playing him tonight. I mean, you want to win every game, obviously, but playing like last year when they played um, Winnipeg and Saskatchewan at the start of the season on the road. I do believe both quarterbacks got like beat up bad. You know what I mean? That's those are tough paces to play in. Um, I I don't know if he was trying to protect himself tonight or if that was the message he got from the coaching staff. Hey, look, don't get hurt. But he certainly didn't play with the courage that Cody Fajardo played with tonight. I thought so anyway. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Dave, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Have a great one. You too. That is Dave in Burlington. Three Daves up, three Daves down, all making. Excellent comments on tonight's ball game. 30-13 to 13 the final in favor of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and Hamilton starts the season 0-1. Lots of emails, tons of tweets, and even a Facebook Live message. Yes, we're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can tune into the show there when we come back. Maybe even more of your calls on tonight's loss in Regina. This is the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcoming Ticats fans, young and old. You're listening to the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Evans back to pass, throwing down the left sideline. It's perfect. Hit Stephen Dunbar on the run. The 20, the 15, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Tiger Cats. Welcome back to the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. That is the big play of the game, a 71-yard strike from... Um, Dane Evans to Steve Dunbar Jr. as the Tiger Cats pulled to within two points. 
But then it was all Saskatchewan. They scored two touchdowns in 28 seconds and won the ball game 30-13 Hamilton with a season opening loss in Regina. We are broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page tonight as always. Your tweets coming in. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at AM900CHML or at Rick Samprin. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com and the phone lines are open at 905-645-3221 star 9900. Let's go to CHML's Facebook page where Brad writes, so when does the rest of the O-line show up? Brutal play. Condell needs a new playbook. Terrible play calls. I hope Schultz is ready because if they can't protect Evans, it may be a short, painful season for him. D-line for player of the game. They and they alone kept this game even close. So we have three votes for the Tiger Cats defense, which, by the way, that's my player of the game. Players of the game. One for the D-line. One for Riders defensive coordinator Jason Shrivers. That was voted on by Val, who writes on uh, Twitter. We need help in many areas already. Player of the game, Riders DC. And you know what? I was going to vote for Cody Fajardo tonight because, let's face it, he was good. He threw for 311 yards. He ran for a touchdown, threw a touchdown. He ran 10 times for 42 yards. He was the game's leading rusher. But no way. I'm not voting for an opponent on in week one. I don't care what the score is, how well they played. I'm voting for a Tiger Cats player. That's not happening on game number one. Bill on Twitter says, been a Cats fan for over 50 years and in my 17th year as a season seat holder. This game was a disgrace. I hope Rick and the fans do not pull any punches on the fifth quarter. Condell called a terrible game, and Evans looked terrible. Who is the GM? Coach O, do better. Well, yeah, by default, he's he's the boss football operations-wise. He's the president of football operations, so no move will be made without the blessings of Coach O. Email from Alan, who writes, Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. Well, for most of the game, it was the battle of the defenses. Neither team could score. It was a slobber knocker. By the time Hamilton threw that beautiful touchdown to Stephen Dunbar wide open, Saskatchewan scores right afterwards, and her defense was looking tired, which Saskatchewan obviously capitalized in the fourth quarter. Our offensive line was a bit manhandled tonight, and Dane Evans was being sacked and running for his life. We couldn't get a running game going with their defense. The 13th man in Saskatchewan got their team pumped. I thought Addison played well. Stephen Dunbar had that beautiful catch, and our kickers gave us a few field goals to keep it close. A loss is a loss, though. We need to regroup and get ready for that Hall of Fame game next week at home honoring Orlando Steinauer. Player of the game, Stephen Dunbar, the only beautiful pass i seen all night. If someone didn't want Watch the game and seen 30 to 13, they would think we got our butts kicked. But I really, it really came down to that last part of the fourth quarter, and our defense was tired. Um, yeah, just a point on that. And you know, it was a very close game up until the last couple of touchdowns that Saskatchewan scored. It was 15 13 with like seven minutes left in uh, the fourth quarter. Just writing Stephen Dunbar Jr. down for uh, Allen's player of the game. Uh, you know, two-point game, seven minutes to go. You know, I think most Ticats fans would have probably taken that. 
down by two, up by two, whatever the case is, in the fourth quarter with seven to go. Anybody's game just so happened to be Saskatchewan's game as they took it 30 to 13. 905 645 3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at AM 900CHML. We're also live on CHML's Facebook page. Back to Twitter we go. Jim writes, Well, Rick Samprin, that was not how we wanted the season to begin. Too much pressure on the QB all night, and then the D broke down when the huge time of possession gap caught up to them. Dunvar for player of the game. That TD was a thing of beauty. So two quick votes for Steve Dunbar Jr. Uh, Let's go back to the email here because we had a flood of emails coming in. This one from Steve, who writes, Greetings and oski wee salutations on the eve of a disappointing maiden voyage for the Ticats in 2022. The offense looked flat through much of the course of the game. I thought that Tommy Condell could have kept the defense a little more honest with some quick outs. It appeared that Evans didn't have even the obligatory four seconds to release the ball. The pocket was in a steady state of endless collapse. Do we have an O-line issue again this year? On the other side of the ball, Fajardo appeared to be free reign to scramble on the weak side, and it happened all night long. Chalk this one up to being outcoached is my guess, Steve, in Niagara Falls. Uh, The O-line, forget about having issues. The O-line's in trouble. Let's just call a spade a spade. The O-line is in trouble. You lose your supposed starting left tackle in Saxlet, although he came in for Vorn call. Um... Neither of them looked particularly effective at that left tackle position. You know, Revenberg is as good as he's going to be at left guard. You know, perennial East All-Star. Fontana, the new center, I think is a work in progress. Given at that right guard position, if you throw in Okafor, you know, uh, an average right guard. And then Van Zyl, the perennial All-Star right tackle, there's no worries there. And sometimes he's got to do a little bit more than he has to do. But that O-line is going to get punished by defenses like Saskatchewan's. At the end of the day, that is what is going to happen. We're going to see it against Winnipeg. We're, we're probably going to see it against Toronto. Ja'Garrett Davis probably licking his chops, thinking, yeah, let me at these guys. And you're not going to win a lot of ball games when your offense is underperforming. Now, are they going to get better? Absolutely. Uh, they can't get worse than what they are tonight. Eight sacks allowed. Uh, negligible stats in the run game. It was a pitiful performance by the offensive line. Uh, 26 net yards rushing for the Tiger Cats tonight. 236 net yards total for the Tiger Cats. Saskatchewan had 384. Uh, And on second down, I'll say that both teams were absolutely brutal on second down. I think... At one point in the first half, they were one for, I think, you know what, in the first half, I think they were one for 22. I think Saskatchewan had one second down conversion, and the Ticats had none. And at the end of the game, Hamilton finished five for 23 on second downs. Saskatchewan, not that much better, six for 22. So you can see how great the defenses were um, for both teams. Steve on CHML's Facebook page. Let me just scroll down here. Steve writes, Vorn Call and Fontana got beaten like donkeys all night long. Van Zyl wasn't much better with an O-line like this. And now an injury to Saxlid. We are in deep trouble. Thanks, Steve in Burlington. 
And I basically just said that. They are a work in progress. This whole O-line is a work in progress. You know, save for uh, Revenberg and Van Zyl, two guys don't make an offensive line. Jeff on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, using the hashtag fifth quarter. Condell should not have been retained. How is it we can sit in the stands and predict play after play? If we can, I'm sure opposing teams can. Great D effort, but they got tired. Player of the game, the D-O line, I think he meant to say the D line, is, oh, the D. No comma, no period. O line is hot garbage, new season, same old crap. Another vote for the D line. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? We had Dave from Grimsby, Dave from Burlington, Dave from Stony Creek, and now Dave from Hamilton. Dave, you have made it four Daves on the show. That ties an all-time record. Yeah, yeah, long-time uh, listener, first-time caller. I usually tweet, but I figured I'd uh, call now to get some stuff off my chest. Welcome aboard. Late on us. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, offensive line again hasn't the uh, uh, same thing as last year, you know. Um, we really got to fix that offensive line or else, you know, Dane's in trouble. You know, he gets hurt and, you know, uh, that could be our season. Um, I know uh, we started 0-2 last year. We were uh, has been slow starters. So I do have faith that, you know, we will we'll pick it up and um, we'll get things going. Um, that's what, six straight losses to Saskatchewan now. So, you know, it is tough. Um, um, I think uh, Darby had a good game, his first game in black and gold. He had a couple knockdowns. I think he looked good. Um, uh, like I said, uh, defense kept us in the game, but they did gas out near the end. Um, it's just too bad we couldn't pull out that win. But like I said, I have faith that I will get this offensive going. Also due to the lack of a receiver core. I know losing Banks, uh, you know, we're a little thin on the offense. So, you know, we'll get a couple more weeks and I think the offense will, will come along and uh, we'll be just fine. But uh, like I said, I have faith. Hosky, we, we go cats and let's get back to that great cup. Hopefully third time's a charm. All right, Dave. Appreciate it. Who's your player of the game? I'm going to say Dunbar Jr. for scoring the only touchdown and keeping the game close. All right, sounds good. Appreciate the call. Thanks for listening, and enjoy your weekend. Thanks, you too. All right, that is Dave from Hamilton, a quintuplet of Daves tonight. Anyone not named Dave is also allowed to call in (laughs) on the show tonight. Let's take another break. Who knows? Maybe some more Daves will be calling in. Maybe they're just changing their name tonight to Dave. We're all... Daves. Well, we're all cheering for a losing team tonight. Tiger Cats fall 30-13 to at the hands of the Rough Riders in Saskatchewan. More of your calls, your tweets, your emails, your Facebook Live messages next on the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The most entertaining, unfiltered, and passionate post-game show in Canada. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Majardo looking to pass again under pressure. Cam Kelly, Julian Hauser closing in, but he's able to find his outlet. Jamal Morrow, and this is a big gain inside the Hamilton 30. And Fajardo scrambling. Found Morrow open, and the Riders are getting close to some more points. Well, the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders got a lot more points in a 30-13 victory over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Hamilton opening the season with a sixth consecutive loss in Regina. They're now 0-1 to open the campaign. We are live until about 11.30 or so, and you can join the show at 905-645-3221. Give me your thoughts on the game. Vote for your player of the game at star 9900 on your cell phone. You can send me an email, rick at 900chml.com. I have a few to rifle through here. 
in the next few minutes. On Twitter, at AM900CHML, at Rick Samper, and use the hashtag fifth quarter. Right, let's get to the email. This one from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C., who writes, Greetings, Rick. Well, that was a bit of a stinker, though the guys were not on the same page as far as the offense goes. Our defense played great, but for too long on the field. Since this is only the first game of the season, I will not get bent out of shape. But I did expect a lot more than what was given out by some of the players. Perhaps eating some humble pie will go a long way to getting our guys on the same page. Player of the game, Sask fans at the game. An email from Stephen in Penticton, B.C. Another email coming in from Anthony. Subject line, what was that? Not with a question mark, with an exclamation point. Rick, the Swiss cheese offensive line, needs to wake up. Dane was in trouble all night. That being said, he was able to find the brothers White as some escapes. A very poor tackling, too many penalties. Week 2 versus Calgary is going to be just as tough. Brothers White are my players of the game. Hashtag, I can't read that on the air, Anthony. (laughs) Anthony in Hamilton. Randy writes, hello, Rick. Welcome back, fifth quarter. The month of June brings us football. The Cats had a good showing in defense in the first half, but the offense was really struggling. Dane Evans was having a great deal of trouble and not enough protection from the offensive line and attacked almost all game. Not much of a running game. Seven sacks, actually it was eight, against the Cats. Although only game one, there's some heavy offensive tuning in need. My player of the game for the Cats, although difficult in this one, is the defensive line in the first half. I was pleased to see Michael Damagala hit a long field goal from 52 yards. So far, I really feel the loss of Jagera Davis and Speedy B and Jalen Acklin. In turn, the TV sound and listen to the Ticats Audio Network, a great team who make it interesting. Great to hear you once again. Rick, bring on next week at home, Randy in Oakville. Now, the vote for the D-line, and I should write Sask fans down as well, according to Stephen in Penticton, B.C. Email from Angelo. By the way, you can call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone to give me your thoughts on tonight's game and vote for your player of the game. Angelo writes, hi, Rick. A lethargic start to the 2022 campaign, something the Tiger Cats faithful are used to lately. The guys were overmatched on the offensive line and the intensity and compete level not there tonight. With the running game non-existent, the riders were teeing off and getting to Dane rather easily. I thought the defensive line had a tough time getting pressure with Fajardo scrambling, thus exploiting the secondary effectively. This team has no identity and that sucks. Such a boring brand of football and no sense of accountability on this coaching staff. I believe Tiger Cat Nation hurt more than the organizations after a loss. Losing is not acceptable anymore because there is parity in the East now more than ever. POG, nobody. Big Ange in Stony Creek. No player of the game from Big Ange. And that might be an okay decision. I'm not going to not going to shred Big Ange for doing that. If he's Big Ange, he must be big, and I'm not going to piss him off. Bill on Twitter writes, Ticats gave up eight sacks tonight and did not have one. I knew the team would miss Jagera Davis, but no sacks? Offseason was an opportunity to address porous offensive line, but was not done. Think it's because personnel staff refused to admit certain draft picks are busts. Dave, and I think this is a different Dave than the four that have called in, 
Terrible O-line hasn't been fixed since last season. D kept us in the game, and the offense stalled all game. No run game. Darby Jr. looked good for his first game in black and gold. I have faith we will figure out the offense. Oski Wiwi. R.H. on Twitter says, Might be time to move on from Tommy Condell. My player of the game is Simon Laria. And, uh, yeah, the punter, Simon Laria. Uh, nine punts tonight. Let's check out his average. Because earlier on the ballgame, it was about 48. He finished with nine punts, an average of 43.4 per punt. Not too bad. Saskatchewan had seven points, or seven punts, that is, averaging 44.6. So Simon Laria, definitely player of the game candidate. Write that his uh, name down. And, uh, yeah, good start for a guy who was plucked off the street, basically. Um, what was it, five five days ago? Uh, he had a great debut in the Canadian Football League. Uh, here's another Dave who writes, My name is Dave as well. Cheers to all the Daves. I have no player of the game, not because of the players, but the coaches didn't set the team up properly. Get the kinks out now and not in September. Cheers. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can send me an email, rick at 900chml.com. Uh, on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. Use the hashtag fifth quarter if you are in the Twitterverse. And uh, let me know your thoughts on tonight's game. Brad writes, yes, D-line rat of gas, but the O-line needs to share the ride and chip in. Gas is expensive lately. That is very true. We're all feeling that pain. On the time of possession, it, it, it may look like, and certainly the Ticats D did run out of gas in the fourth quarter, but the time of possession wasn't that different, really. Saskatchewan had the ball for 32 minutes, 24 seconds, and uh, Hamilton had it for 27, 36. So about a five-minute difference. Now, you know, five minutes is five minutes. That's a lot of time for a defense to be on the field as opposed to the offense. But it wasn't like it was, you know, 40 to 20. But still, we all saw the same game, and the Ticats D was not as sharp in the fourth quarter as it was in the first. That is for sure. Allen on CHML's Facebook page says, I hope Saxolid is okay. We need him on the left tackle position. My guess is, and this is an entire guess, is that Saxolid has suffered an ACL injury. And again, pure speculation on my part. ACL done for the year. That's my guess. If I devote... If I had someone offering me, you know, a million dollars to give my prediction, that would be it. I hope he's okay. I hope I'm entirely wrong. I don't think uh, it, it didn't look. When you're carted off the field, shoe off, shaking your head, that doesn't sound or look good. But let's hope he's okay. One more go around here on the fifth quarter. Hopefully some of your calls, your emails, your tweets, your Facebook messages, all open for you to talk about tonight's game and vote for your player of the game. When we come back, we'll uh, nominate our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight and also anoint our player of the game chosen by you, the fans. You're listening to the fifth quarter right here on 900 CHML. We're talking Ticat football. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Dane Evans, three receivers to his left, the boundary side, and it is picked off. The Riders pick him off. Derek Moncrief is running down that sideline. He might score. Evans trying to force him out of bounds. Don Jackson was there too. 
I think he's just shy of the touchdown, but Derek Moncrief with the interception, and the Riders are going to be right near the goal line to add to their total. And they eventually did, and the Tiger Cats go down to a defeat 30-13 at the hands of the Rough Riders in Regina tonight. Welcome back to the fifth quarter, brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. And a big thanks, by the way, to the folks at Eastgate Ford for jumping on board once again to sponsor this season's show. Let's hope it's a show that goes all the way to the Grey Cup with a little bit of a celebration at the end of that show. That would be nice, wouldn't it, for the first time since 1999? Rick Samprin with you. Send me an email about your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. At Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. To uh, go on to Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can let your thoughts be known on that social media platform as well. Allen on CHML's Facebook page says after Dane wasn't doing anything in the fourth quarter they should have mixed it up a bit and put in Jamie Newman or maybe a duo QB situation which we're allowed to do now. Make it a bit interesting. It's only the first game why not use that new rule and use a running back style like Schiltz or Newman with Evans. Almost a wildcat is what I'm guessing that Allen wants to see I get it. I'm not sure you want to show that when you're getting pummeled 30-13. to 13. I understand mixing it up and trying it out, but I think you do that in practice, see how that works, and I'm sure they've been doing that or thinking about doing that, and I'm sure a lot of the teams are thinking about doing that. Uh, I don't think you try it in a game that you know it's, it's over and out. I don't know if you want to show your cards and give the next team, which would be in this case the Calgary Stampeders, a little bit of intel in terms of what you can and cannot accomplish, or at least willing to try on a football field. So I get you want to see the creativity. I get you want to see new things and see different things in the playbook. Yes, I understand that completely, but I don't know if you want to show your cards uh, in game one when you're getting your hat handed to you. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Use the hashtag fifth quarter if you're hopping in the Twitterverse, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Got a uh, tweet from Chris, who was responding to my initial tweet earlier in the evening when I said, anyone else surprised that the Riders' season opener is not a sellout? Uh, Chris writes, that's a bit disappointing, but I'm not sure I'd be too worried. I think the bigger story is the 35,000 in BC. That's a great story. New ownership in British Columbia. The Lions with a Canadian starting quarterback, which is always exciting. Um, Having a full house in BC is awesome to see. I'm more interested to see how many people come out in games five, seven, Eight, nine at home for the Lions. And not just record base, but the buy-in to football in BC. Because they've lost a lot of fans over the years. They were looking really tough in terms of the gate and the gate receipts. Which we all know in this gate-driven league is uh, imperative. For any football franchise. And so not only are the BC Lions right now tonight doing things great off the field in terms of butts in the seats, they're having a heck of a ball game on the field. They are pummeling the Edmonton Eskimos 21-6 to with about seven minutes left 
in the second quarter. So good start so far for the BC Lions. Elsewhere this week, Calgary beat Montreal in a thrilling season opening game on Thursday, 30-27. to Um Pretty entertaining game, a defensive slugfest in Winnipeg last night in which the Bombers got by Ottawa 19-17 on a last-minute field goal. Uh, of course, tonight, Tiger Cats not so lucky as they fell 30-13 to against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So what does this team do now? What can it do now? We know that Tommy Condell is not going anywhere. Certainly not after game number one. We know that the playbook is not going to change drastically because, well, the offensive coordinator is still in his current position. We know the defense is fine. More than fine. One of the best defenses in the league. But, this is this is where the big butt comes in. We need this offense to pull its weight. And is that going to take two or three games? You look at the schedule and it might. Right? Like, uh, t- tough schedule out of the gate. You're in Saskatchewan. You're hosting Calgary, and the Stamps are always tough. And then you're at Winnipeg in a rematch of the last two Grey Cup finals. And we know the bomb. We know what the Bombers can do. So I don't want to say it, but it could happen that this team could be 0-3. I don't think it will. I think they win at least one of those, and it's probably next week against the Stampeders. And who knows? They might surprise Winnipeg. Winnipeg is not invincible. Really good team. Two-time defending champs, lots of weapons on all sides of the field. But at the end of the day, every game's a little bit different. Um, and then the schedule gets really interesting from there on in. And I don't want to just you know focus on the sched here, but this team has an opportunity in July and August to really set the tone for the rest of the way because they're hosting Edmonton and they're hosting Ottawa in the first two games in July. They're at BC for the first time since 2019. They host Montreal, and then four of the next five games are against Toronto, including the Labor Day Classic, and then they have a game in Montreal on that stretch. That stretch of games, Edmonton, Ottawa, BC, Montreal, Toronto, Toronto, Montreal, Toronto, Toronto, that could determine whether this team goes into the second half of the season with a multitude of wins or some unexpected losses. Because it gets a little bit tougher after Labor Day. You know, you're hosting Winnipeg, you're at Montreal, you're hosting Saskatchewan, you're at Calgary, which is always tough, and then a home-and-home-and-end season against Ottawa, who we saw the other night is a much better team than certainly last year, that is for sure, and in other seasons past. So the schedule it is was the schedule is. Uh, they're going to play the teams that they have to play. And the Ticats will have to show a much better effort than they did tonight. Well, I think the effort was there. The execution certainly was not there today. Um, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. we got a couple minutes to chew on tonight's 30-13 to loss at the hands of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Brad on uh, CHML's Facebook page in all caps says, We need an O-line with three exclamation points. Yes, we do. Does anyone know where one exists? <laughs> Can we get someone in in a hurry? I think the answer is no. But the Ticats will rebound from this. I mean, this is one game. Yeah, we heard it multiple times on the postgame before the fifth quarter. Tough place to play. It is. Mosaic Stadium is a tough place to play. Every road 
venue is a tough place to play at the end of the day. Whether you're in B.C. or Toronto or Winnipeg or Saskatchewan or Calgary or whatever the case is, it's much easier to play at home. We all know that. At the end of the day, it just wasn't good enough tonight for the Tiger Cats. They were not good enough on offense. I should, I should clarify that. Not good enough on offense. With just 11 first downs, five turnovers, eight sacks allowed, ran the ball extremely ineffectively. And those turnovers not only came at bad times, but Saskatchewan was able to score 13 points off those turnovers as well. 17-point ball game, 13 of those are off turnovers. Can't turn the ball over. Got to protect the quarterback. Need better offensive line play. Need to establish a run game because there was not one tonight. If you're just tuning in and didn't hear the stat line earlier, Don Jackson, five carries, a team-high five carries for one yard. One yard. His longest run of the night was three. So you know all the other ones, he lost yards or didn't get any. Not good enough. they got to be better. They will be better. We know that. It's just a matter of time. 30-13 to 13 is the final in favor of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Our player of the game, voted by you, the fans, is the Ticats defense and the D-line, both tying with three points each. And our fifth quarter fan of the night is Dave. All six of you. Four on the phone. Two on Twitter. <laughs> Thanks for all your calls, your tweets, your uh, Facebook messages, and your email as well. We are back next Saturday night as the Tiger Cats host the Calgary Stampeders in the Hall of Fame game. Our pregame show begins at 5.30. Kickoff is at 6.30. We'll be on the air for the fifth quarter, 30 minutes after the final whistle goes. For producer Tom McKay, my name's Rick Samprin. Enjoy the rest of the weekend from all of us here on 900 CHML. Where Ticats fans come together, win or lose. Listen after every game to the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate 4 on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.